Good morning, everyone. Uh, we've decided to uh, read our notes mostly so that we don't get off track. Uh, we want to share a couple of situations we've had in our walk with the Lord to tell of his faithfulness to us and the hope we have had in following him. Now, there was a time in our lives when we became empty nesters. We felt the need to downsize to a smaller home, as our home was way too big for two people and was too much to clean, too much to look after, it was costing too much just for two people, it wasn't leaving enough money left over for the Lord's work. Now, at that time, a couple in our church had parents that were selling a double-wide trailer in Green Acre. It was a Northlander. We took a look at it, and we were impressed with it. We bought it, and we moved. We made an arrangement with the park owner that the park rule of being absent two months of the year could be any two-month period. Then we could live in our summer trailer up at the lake, July and August, and live the rest of the year at Green Acre. And he agreed. This was an agreement he made. After we moved in, a ruling came out that people had to be out of the park two months of the year, but during the winter months, the hydro was shut off, so we had to clean out anything that would freeze, canned goods as well. We found furnishing, uh, furnished accommodation that we could rent for two months in St. Jacob's, uh, in one of the homes of the snowbirds that go south. Two years of packing up, moving out in the winter was enough. So we decided to sell our double wide trailer, which I had come to really like. About 60 or 70 trailers came up for sale as people didn't want to move out every winter for two months. I was away shopping one morning when a lady came to the door and wanted to buy our trailer. So Colin showed her through and she liked it the best of any she'd seen. She wanted to be able to move in within two weeks though, if possible. And Colin said, sure. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> when Colin told me about this deal, and said we would be out in two weeks. I said, what? <laughs> Packed up and out in two weeks? Really? Lord, what are we going to do? Where will we live? We have no home now, but we had hope in the Lord that he would provide. First, we put all our 
furniture and belongings in storage and moved to our, to our summer home at the lake. Then we got in touch with our real estate lady to start looking for a house to buy that was in our price range. Now, for a woman to realize she had no home was something I thought I would never have to deal with. But reality hit. We had no home. With much prayer and trusting in the Lord, we were hopeful he had some place for us. As usual, God was way ahead of us. He had already prepared places for us to live. As Irene said, we moved into our summer trailer and we lived there until there was snow on the ground. Now friends of ours from the church we were going to in Elmira Ernest and Joyce Gessler were going to Scotland for two weeks and they had offered us their place to house it. And then another couple from the church were going to Australia for a three month sabbatical and asked if we would move to their place to house it for the winter. Praise the Lord. All through the time we continued to have hope that the Lord would provide a home and we trusted in his guidance. Now, if you want to try this kind of thing, you first need to know you need to get an address, get a mailbox in some small town. <laughs> you may not have a roof over your head. You may be under a bridge, but at least you've got an address. <laughs> Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And as we continued to hope and trust in the Lord that he would provide a home for us, we celebrated Christmas in Ron and Shirley Craig's home, realizing afresh the Christmas message of hope through Christ Jesus. This was a very different Christmas for us, feeling at loose ends. But halfway through December, we found a house that we were able to buy, our little house on Carn Street. The Lord brought many good friends to help with renovations. And because, um, and because we could continue to stay at Ron and Shirley's, we didn't have to live in the renovation mess. God is so good. Needless to say, there was much prayer made through this whole process, much trust in the Lord and hope for our future. Now being freed up after downsizing, we found that we could continue our involvement in doing work team trips to Quebec under the guidance of Donald and Lorraine Jingra, which I'm sure you're familiar with, those who have been here for a while. We had become involved with these trips quite a few years before through the Elmira Church. There had been at least 15 or so trips up to this point in time, the last of which involved working on a women's Teen Challenge home near Schwinnigan, Quebec. The first trip 
to Schwinnick and went well. But before the second trip, I had retired from my job and I got involved in more volunteering. A lot of this was in helping different churches either being built or in renovations. I spent time in the building of this particular church helping out. One day I made the mistake of not wearing my work boots and that day I stepped on a nail. My right foot got a serious infection and I was laid up for almost a year. The time for our second team trip to Shewinigan was coming up and the infection was calming down. So I went to my doctor and he gave me the go ahead for another trip. On the third day that we were there at Schwinnigan, one of the team members suggested I should go and lie down because I didn't look too good. I told them I never looked good. <laughs> so I went and laid down and after about two hours, he came and asked me what my blood sugar was. I wasn't able to do what he wanted. I didn't even comprehend what he was asking. His response was, okay, we're taking you to the hospital. When we got there, I was confused, delirious, and not able to answer any of their questions. They put me in the ICU, and I heard a day or so later that my insides had gone septic. The medical people in Schwinnigan did a very amazing job in bringing me around and saving my life. When I was taken out of the ICU, they put me in a four-bed mixed ward. They are very efficient in Quebec. They put men and women in the same ward. Backing up just a little. Two days after the work team left for Quebec, through the night, the Lord revealed to me that something was very wrong with Colin. It was a spiritual sense deep in my chest. So when Brian, one of the men on the team, phoned me to tell me they'd taken him to the hospital, I wasn't totally shocked. Brian didn't tell me how bad off he was, but asked me to have information about all his med medications faxed to the Shewinigan Hospital. There was something seriously wrong here, and I needed to go to Quebec to be with Colin. I took the train to Montreal, and Donald and Lorraine met me there and drove me on to the hospital at Shewinigan. I was much in prayer going there on the train and trusted the Lord to be with Colin and bring healing to him. It was about a week after he had been admitted to Schwinnigan Hospital that they released him to come back home to the KW Hospital 
there had been arrangements made, a bed was waiting for him. Irene and I were driven to the Grand River Hospital in a Mercedes-Benz ambulance. Boy, you talk about a smooth ride. That was, that was a fantastic ambulance. We left about seven in the evening and arrived around four in the morning. Did an all-nighter down the 401. The doctor that received me told me that I would probably lose my foot. But my own doctor, Dr. Stevens, looked at the foot and he said, my, the toes are pink, there's hair growing from them, they look healthy. <laughs> Let's just leave it alone and see what can be done. Maybe six months from now, if we need to, we can still cut it off. Irene and I continued to do an awful lot of praying, hoping, trusting. My doctor found that there was blood infection, so I was under his care for quite a while. He brought a specialist in infectious disease control, a Dr. Ciccatelli, and this doctor put me on a low-dose antibiotic for a year, and in that time, the infection was gone. Praise the Lord. I was fitted with a fiberglass boot that helps me walk. And I was able to walk quite normally. And then there was a 10-year period of good health, quite an awful lot of activity, involvement. Now this past February, my left foot started giving me trouble. But that's another story. We're continuing to trust the Lord. I would just like to close with scripture from Lamentations 3, 21 to 23. And I have personalized it. This we recall to our mind. Therefore, we have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. As we continue to praise God and trust him, we have hope that Colin's left foot here will eventually completely heal again. And he will have two functioning feet once more. God is faithful. God is so good. <laughs>